Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are Christian Disciples in Mission. Today's parable has full of symbols that Jesus speaks to us. And remember, a parable is something Jesus gives that turns our world upside down. It gives what the values we have here and turns them upside down, reverses them, and so does today. Probably the most beautiful symbol today is the gate. Even though the word is used door, gate is a better translation. I think uh, Father Andre, our resident scripture scholar, would agree with me that gate is a better one. Now, I'm only a chapter ahead of you, so I hope I'm right uh, in saying that gate is the proper word to use. Gate is opening and closing. When I first went over the Golden Gate Bridge in California, I read up on it, and it said that when it was built, it was meant to be an opening, a path to the other side of the world to open up trade. Some parishioners' houses I've met, there's a gate there with a sign that says, beware of dog. So it was good to keep things on the other side, and that's how gates operate. Either it opens for allowing people to go across or to keep things away, and certain people. And that's what's happening in today's story. Jesus uses the example of Lazarus, one of the very few parables where someone's given a name. Lazarus means God helps me. And in that, he's a beggar, and not even a good beggar. He just lays there. He's very passive. He doesn't encourage other people so they can give alms and win reward with God. He just is there. And inside the gate is a man who eats a lot, feasts. In other words, it's a symbolism of being so caught up in life and worldly thing that he only thinks about himself. Lazarus just wants the scraps. Whatever falls forth, this is what I want. So those who are listening to the parable today are saying, we're sure that the rich man's going to open the gate and cross it and give him food. But they're astonished when Jesus says, Lazarus dies. And Lazarus goes to the bosom of Abraham, the father of faith. While it says later the rich man dies, but he's buried into the earth from which he belongs. And there's a separation. Isn't it interesting that Lazarus, who was denied the hospitality from the rich man, meaning the welcoming of someone we don't know, a stranger, crossing the gate that's a barrier and not doing anything about it? And Lazarus goes to the bosom of Abraham, who is known as the premier symbol of hospitality, and the rich man who does nothing of offering hospitality to the stranger is separated and not part of that kingdom of God. Hospitality has always been important to Christian community. And today we remember our theme gathering. Remember that we have all been baptized, and we talked about that in the beginning of our theme gathering from now until the end of November, that at our baptism and the baptism we receive is a responsibility to our brothers and sisters. So it isn't just winning salvation and saying, as Scripture says, now that you've been baptized, you'll go to heaven. No, it's a responsibility that our churches teach us that we have for one another to offer the gift of hospitality. And so gathering is so important. Remember, the last couple of years, gathering was denied for many people, or people made the decision not to gather for very serious reasons. 
And it really kind of, psychologists tell us right now that people are rethinking what is important to connect to, to prioritize, to gather for. And I think we see that in our churches today. People have reevaluated that, whether it's important, whether we should be gathering, or do I choose to gather as well. But the theme of gathering is the willingness to offer hospitality. That's always been part of the church. When someone takes the Bible, probably the most moral thing that comes from the Bible is hospitality. That's talked all throughout the scriptures of the Old Testament. That's a way of life, of loving our neighbors, showing that we're committed to God, is the act of welcoming the stranger, someone we don't know, someone that's not like us, someone that isn't part of our family or community. Jesus constantly does that. We see that in the scriptures with Abraham and Sarah welcoming these strangers who turns out to be God. And before they leave receiving hospitality, they tell Abraham, Sarah, your really, really old, 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 old wife is going to have a son. She laughs. She can't believe it. Jesus offers hospitality to all types of people. And he welcomes them into his life and eats with them, and shares with them. We also have the early Christian community really living hospitality, and this is what they said. Hospitality was the most ethical thing in being a follower of Jesus called the way. What they found out, historians who look at the history of the early church, they said it was hospitality, not martyrdom, that helped many conversion. In other words, it's the act of welcoming someone and giving them dignity when other people in society don't. That's what caused many conversion, not people dying for it. I don't know about you, but I don't think I would join a group where they're getting killed. Maybe in glory. I mean, maybe one day if I'm ready to make that commitment. But hospitality was the way that more Christians joined the faith because they saw that practically happening. And so in gathering, we are called to welcome one another. So at our very baptism, we became part of the family. But here's the danger. You and I can be like the rich man and be blind to each other. Many of us, and it should, and I I love when parishes, including St. Patrick's, we do good work out. That's why our theme, Christian Disciples in Mission, means it's holy things that you do. So when you choose to gather with your neighbors for barbecue, for sharing. That's a very holy thing. You watch over each other's house when you leave. You have children that you share with. Maybe they go to the same school. You look for connections. And many times that starts with neighbors. That can be godly if we choose to do that. Also, gathering for other functions with family. Some of you make sacrifices to be there. And be with family. Sometimes you have family members that are very difficult, and yet you make the decision to be as hospitable or caring or as loving as you possibly can be, even when that's really difficult. You know, gather for sports events and all. Those things are important, but today, what about our gathering for our people of our brothers and sisters? In a moment, Clara is going to be baptized in the font. And what's the first thing we did with Clara just a while ago? Did I give her toys to play with? Did I give her a parish membership form? Did I give her parish envelopes? Well, I did for the parents. No. 
You know, the very first thing the church does is makes the sign of the cross on their forehead. And what does that mean? That it's not about us first, my friends. It's not about our own spirituality, what we get out of Mass, what we get out of community, whether it's worth our time. Is it really worth going to Mass because next week I don't plan on being here? Or, you know, I'll come when I can because that is a commitment. And I think, really, what hospitality demands is that we look at one another and know that we need one another. You know, many of you do great works out there. You do great charity. Some of you really feed the poor. Some of you do great things in raising your children. Those are important ministries. But don't forget your family who you're baptized with. The thing about I love about Catholicism is I have a connection with you that we were all baptized. Some of you remember the baptism of your children, and you talk about that. Some of you have traveled to places for confirmation. That's what we have in common. Now, I went to public school, but I love talking to the Catholic school kids about getting hit with rulers on their hands by nuns, you know? That's something that has a connection. Also, we have a connection of maybe making our first confession, maybe a favorite parish or priest or sister or a parish community. We have a lot in common in being Catholic. Yesterday or Friday night, I coached football at Corona High School. Sunny Slope went down there. And do you know one of the refs is a Catholic priest? Yeah. I went up to him. I said, am I allowed to use foul language with you? And he looked at me all weird. <laughs> Father Craig from... Queen Creek has been doing that for years. It's the first time I've run into him there. But what about we have that commonality? But are we offering true hospitality? There are many reasons why our young people are not connecting with the church. But let me tell you what they are telling us. The church is not hospitable to everyone. That's what they're saying. You don't accept my friends or people that I care about. You're telling us that we're not living exactly the right way. You don't like my friends, then why would I go? Now, that's what the surveys are saying. This isn't Father Eric's opinion. And I think that really challenges us because without hospitality, we become simply only a social members, special members club. And hospitality makes us an instrument of God of welcoming everyone in there. Last night, I got called in one building at hospice to see three people from the parish that are dying. I had one right after the other last night before dinner. And each of them, I talked to them, and I, I told them, could you do me a favor? I said, could you pray for St. Patrick's and for our parish? So today, right now, I want you to know those three women that I saw are praying for all of you today in the midst of their dying, because they said they would. I also said to one lady who I knew, could you pray for Sunny Slope football? We need it. <laughs> so I'm expecting a big W next week. But you know what? In the midst of their dying, they're thinking about you. What about the hospitality that we offer one another? And again, it's more than a smile or offering a nice reception. It is accepting people where they're at. Remember, the early church grew not out because the people were being killed for the faith. The early church grew, according to church historians who gather information, is because the way we were hospitable toward those who were denied in society, who were low and forgotten and marginalized. So, Mass isn't just for you. 
And that's why Catholics, and I don't think it's going to change from today's homily, because it's really ingrained in all of us, and it's a hard thing to change. But if we keep coming and saying, I didn't get a message, I didn't like the music, I didn't care for the people there, Mass was too long, way too long, and he preached forever, then that's about us. But I want you to know your baptism makes you do holy things. You are all been gifted by God, but you got to cross the gate, the gate of prioritizing that being in community and being part of the family and caring. One of the best ways we do that is at Eucharist. Remember, today at the Eucharistic prayer, may God gather all of us together in God's kingdom. That includes all of you. You see, the word hospitality also means the willingness to enter into another person's chaos. The willingness to enter into another person's chaos. In other words, some of the people we're going to welcome, their lives are really messed up. They don't have good values. They have poor decision-making skills. Some of them are really hurting in life and they're lost and they don't know anything about God or Jesus. That sounds like they have a home here. But it only happens if you and I are willing to enter in their chaos. You see, Catholics like working with people, and even Christians, all Christians, I mean, including us, that we like working with people who require nothing from us. But we don't want to enter in their chaos. What about someone who's dealing with addiction? Boy, that is hard. How about someone dealing with mental illness? I can see it in our conversations in our faith that you carry a heavy heart. There's a lot of widows and widowers here in our community, and you carry that for the rest of your life. I've known people who've lost children maybe 20 years ago, and they're still being affected. And yet we need each other. And there are people hurting right now. And so hospitality begins with us knowing that you have a, a place here in God's kingdom. If you come to Mass but greet no one, talk to no one, and say nothing to anyone, and have no connection to the community, it's no wonder you won't be back. But today, in a few moments, Clara is going to be baptized, and she will have a responsibility to us, just as those three women are speaking to us today. And so as we gather... Let's cross the gate. Let's be sure we welcome the stranger because Christianity grew because the world saw how hospitable the followers of Jesus were. Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Homily Podcast. We are Christian Disciples in Mission, 